Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. Coming up on today's show, Eric Kane is in with Locked On Volunteers to talk about the Purdue and Tennessee matchup coming up as Big Ten Bowl season continues. We'll break the game down here on the show right now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up, I joined Eric Kane over on Locked On Volunteers, the Tennessee Locked On podcast, earlier here for his show today. We're going to air that as well as part of our show here on Locked On Big Ten. Boilermakers getting ready to face off against these volunteers as the Big Ten Bowl season continues to roll on. But before we get to that conversation with Eric, a quick look, of course, around all the stuff going around the Big Ten. The thing I want to talk about, of course, right now involving COVID-19, unfortunately, still is these new regulations put on by the Big Ten. Now, it's really just a formality, but in case there's any confusion, I just wanted to get to this real quick before we got to Eric. Uh, Big Ten has changed the policy on just the forfeiture of games if teams aren't able to play because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Before, if a team wasn't able to field a team, put a team on a court in winter sports more likely, it would be a forfeiture for that school potentially. Uh, It's now becoming a lot less strict as this new variant is just different and being handled differently, just factually by the NCAA right now. So it's something that is going to, of course, I'm assuming not going to be done changing for the rest of the season, but at least now the Big Ten loosening things up. So at least, and really it's just a formality at this point, uh, teams who aren't able to field teams right now aren't just getting losses in those matchups. There's enough time to try and reschedule things. So uh, pretty much every conference has done this Big Ten just following suit again. uh, It means the NCAA is getting more into the idea of playing while dealing with this virus, or at least not completely stopping things. I shouldn't say playing. There's been plenty of canceled games, but uh, it seems like, at least right now, the entire language in the NCAA and across all the conferences, too, is that there will not be a stoppage to the season. There might be stoppages to individual teams' seasons, but as far as the March Madness tournament goes, we are going to continue to move on. And Again, we'll see what happens once we get to March because that's when things really start to matter as far as whether or not games get played or not played. But at least as it stands right now, they're saying that for this regular season, we are not going to just completely shut things down. At least I think that's the message that we can take from everything that's happened. Uh, Once again, Eric Kane is going to be here talking to us or me talking to him on Locked On Volunteers, depending on how you want to look at it. Again, I joined him on the show. It's today's Locked On Vols. It's today's Locked On Big Ten, too. Uh, I'm going to have it for you in just a minute. You're listening in to Locked On Big Ten. Today's Locked On Big Ten is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is your source for all your protein needs, whether it be the actual bars with 100% dark chocolate, the little powders you can put into your water bottles or drinks, the little gel-like gummy bear things you can just pop in your mouth. Whether you need to get through the day or through your workout, Built Bar can help you do that and get really just to the end of the day, which we're all trying to do, right? Head on over to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. And again, just try out one of the many, many new flavors that are always coming out. They want to try and nail out in exactly what you're looking for, so at least give them at least a little chance, right? 
go ahead and head over to built.com again our code locked 15 for 15 percent off this is locked on big 10 we'll be back in just a minute want to welcome on the show nathan dickinson he is the host of big 10 and um locked on big 10 and of course he's going to be our purdue guy for this week tennessee and purdue set to uh, kick off in the music city bowl coming up here on thursday nathan thanks so much for the time man how you doing yeah, of course, Eric. Real fun to get on, of course, and talk Purdue football, Big Ten football anytime you got anything going on with the conference. I'm happy to, of course, get on and rant about what's going on with it. And and while we're here, of course, if you like Big Ten stuff, tune into our show, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single day. <laughs> um, make, make that your second listen. Right. Um, so it's I don't know the how many we got rankers. out in Tennessee, but Big Ten fans. But yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's it's the spoiler uh, spoiler makers this year. Right. Two top uh, five wins. Uh, took down Iowa, took down Michigan State. Um, a lot of highs for this uh, uh, for this Purdue team this year. It's been a fun offense to watch. Of course, David Bell's not going to play. Um, you've got an All-American on defense and George Carliptus who's not going to play. But that offense has been a, a whole lot of fun to watch this year. Yeah, really fun to watch. I mean, Aiden O'Connell, one of the best quarterbacks as far as just the passing yards goes in all of the country. So, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more, I'm sure. But Tennessee's going to have its hands full trying to stop that passing attack. As you mentioned, Purdue's down a couple of big pieces. George Karloftis, I mean, he's more than just a defensive end. He is kind of the driving force of that defense all around. Like all the pressure that they're able to bring kind of centers around what teams have to focus on with him. So it's going to be definitely a shift in not only what teams are going to be able to do against Purdue, but also in how kind of Purdue uh, strategizes its attack. So I'm interested to see that, but uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about all that kind of stuff. But you're right, Purdue, an exciting team to watch this season, I think more than else. You mentioned the spoiler makers. They've been in big and fun games, but even when they're playing those kind of no-name teams in the Big Ten, it's just one of those squads that with the way that they air it out and the way that they play the football game, uh, it's been a fun team to watch, even if it hasn't always been exactly satisfying for Purdue fans. It's been very frustrating at times, too, as well. Well, it's kind of like Tennessee. I mean, it's not really been a frustrating year for Tennessee fans because it's been a breath of fresh air, but even when you're playing Kentucky, or sorry, even when you're playing Georgia, even when you're playing Alabama, you had a lead in every single game. It's just this explosive offense. It gives you a chance every single day. And so um, on that note, you have a no Connell, which is great, but no David Bell, no Milton Wright. Um, you're not going to have Marshawn Rice, uh, a couple of other key contributors, Brock Thompson, who's uh, one of the wide receivers. He's been playing hurt. He's going to play a very, very shorthanded club that only runs it on average for 84 yards on the ground. They don't run the football. So how right. is Purdue going to overcompensate all those losses, especially, of course, uh, the All-American and, and Big Ten receiver of the year and David Bell? Uh, well, it's one of those kind of things that I think is going to be the big difference. I'm going to try and pull up some of the stats here. I thought I had them up before we started. But anyway, the problem with Purdue's offense and the reason why Aiden O'Connell is not a great quarterback, just a good quarterback, let's say. Aiden O'Connell has the passing yards of the best quarterbacks in, in college football. He has the kind of protection of the football does not throw interceptions despite how often Purdue throws the football that's with the best in college football as well but despite all that 
uh, Purdue doesn't put up the same kind of points that some of the other best offenses in college football do. I mean, three straight weeks, this team late in the season put up just 13 points. That was after it had already shown some flashes of greatness throughout. So while there's big plays there to be made, I wonder what Purdue is going to be able to do as far as scoring that football, getting into the end zone without some of these big playmakers. The problem is still the same. Aiden O'Connell's going to get his yards. He had, I think, like 300 40, maybe 370 yards passing against Minnesota in the game that they lost and only scored 13 points in, by the way. So the problem with stopping Purdue is not a problem of stopping Aiden O'Connell. You don't have to stop Aiden O'Connell. You don't even have to slow down Aiden O'Connell, to be honest. The fact of the matter is a lot of the time Purdue stops itself, moves the ball down the field, and then just cannot seem to find the points. If the Tennessee defense that it puts out there is able to at least put some sort of pressure on or uncomfortability into Aiden O'Connell's night out there or day it'll be when Tennessee and Purdue play. It's going to be a very interesting kind of end to see how he reacts to that kind of stuff without those weapons, without those bailouts of those star targets that he can end up throwing the ball up to. It's never been a matter of whether or not Aiden O'Connell's going to be able to air that ball out. He's going to be able to get his yards. He's going to fill up this stat sheet in this game. But there's plenty of games that you can point out where he's had 300-plus passing yards and one touchdown only, no touchdowns through the air. It's there. It's able to be, in my opinion, exploited if you can find the way to really shut down this Purdue team. But it's going to have to come with you knowing that there are going to be big chunks of yardage given up. There's going to be big numbers put up by this Purdue team, unless Tennessee shows some sort of defense that is – above and beyond anything that Purdue faced in the Big Ten, which I don't think the volunteers have. Today's episode of Locked On Big Ten is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's the place to go for all your online sports betting needs. They've got any kind of bet you want to place. A new website that looks better than before, and honestly, a lot of betting websites out there. If you're experienced sports better, you know what I'm talking about. So head on over to BetOnline.ag for your chance to start making some money fast. Again, Use our promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on whatever you get put in that first time, just right on top for free. Thanks to the people over at Bet Online just for letting them know that we sent you. Again, it's LOCKED ON when you sign up for 50% on top of whatever you put in on that first deposit. Go ahead and try them out. It's a good look and more bets, more ways to bet than ever before. Head on over to betonline.ag. Again, your online sportsbook experts. We got Nathan Dickinson on. He is the host of Locked On Big Ten, previewing a little Purdue ahead of Tennessee and Purdue in the Music City Bowl. Let's look at the defense now. Of course, George Carliftis, he is a phenomenal player, um, likely a first-round pick coming up in a couple of months. Um, he's not going to be playing in this football game. Also, a uh, guy that started 12 games at cornerback in, in Dedrick Mackey, um, he will not be playing in this football game. And this is a defense that um, is pretty stout, only giving up 20 points per game, uh, really sharp uh, against the pass, good on third downs. Uh, what, how does Purdue overcome these losses, especially Carliftis up front on defense against one of the more explosive offenses in the country and one that scores a lot of points in the first quarter? Right. That's the big thing, right? Is whether or not Purdue can stop that kind of big, uh, big play capability. Those two guys that you mentioned being out at Dimitri Trice and the Karloftis, those are guys who are able to stop that kind of stuff. When plays are going long, it, it can be a guy like Karloftis to make sure that the pressure gets in there and a quarterback just doesn't have all day to throw. Uh, obviously the opposite comes to case when the defensive line can't get pressure, that defensive backfield has been key in keeping Purdue's defense consistent. Uh, these are 
two star players in a defense that I would normally say is pretty well-rounded all around. But it's, again, against this explosive Tennessee offense, as you mentioned, having those kind of stars can be the difference between giving up that big play and ending up not giving up the big play and giving up the points. So I think that while normally I would say this is something where Purdue has the talent and Purdue still does have the talent to be able to make up and fill in those holes, there is nobody, no mistaking that, who can replace, especially a guy like Karloftis out there and those two are obviously huge it could easily end up having a big effect in this game but we won't know until obviously they get out there on the field if you're asking does Purdue have the ability to kind of fill in behind those guys I really do think the Boilermakers do they've been a consistent defense they've shown up strong when the offense again has not been scoring its points or doing what it needs to to secure wins this defense has stood up tall in some big spots and while the offense has taken the spotlight for a lot of this Purdue season uh, there have been plenty of games where the defense has come up big and gotten the Boilermakers to win so it, it has not been just those two guys doing it all year for Purdue but losing him against an unfamiliar opponent in a bowl game situation it seems like the right recipe for it to have a big effect all right Nathan last thing man how do you see uh, this Music City Bowl playing out on Thursday I know uh, I mean Purdue was here just a couple years ago playing Auburn Tennessee this is the I want to say the third time it's been to Nashville in the past 10 years Uh, both teams are familiar with the city familiar with the venue how do you see this team or how do you see this game playing out between Tennessee and Purdue? I mean, well, first off, just fun to watch, right? I mean, you mentioned Tennessee's fun, explosive kind of offense. Purdue has obviously the kind of numbers that you're going to want to tune in to be able to see. As you mentioned, not not all the stars are going to be there, but it's certainly not the worst situation that we've got as far as that goes with people playing and not playing as well. Uh, It's a Big bowl game, I think, for both these teams. Obviously not New Year's Six level, but Music City Bowl, I think, has gained some kind of notoriety and things like that over the years. So it's gotten to a point where, uh, obviously, you want to come in and win the last game of the season. Everyone's going to be fighting hard. I think this is going to end up being a pretty high-scoring football game. I don't think I was talking about uh, Minnesota's playing what will be after we've already done this here when we're talking here on Tuesday night, West Virginia in a game that's a Big Ten, Big 12 matchup. I was saying I think that one's projected to be I think a lot more like a big 10 game than a big 12 game I think this one could be a little bit more towards that SEC kind of uh, scoring a little bit less grinded out a little bit more star players making star plays kind of thing that we see out there so it's going to be a really fun one to watch I think more than anything else no matter how many points are put up there or anything like that I think there's going to be big plays made uh, and I really think whoever comes out on top losing whatever it's going to be just really entertaining stuff out of Nashville. 